This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! All right, everybody. Welcome back to Bingetown TV. This is a little bit of a of a special episode, a random episode. Just kind of the guys getting together, broing out. Uh, we're missing B times, missing Kathleen, obviously. Um, but we're just we're not really covering any shows specifically at the moment. But we've kind of just been dying to get back on the mic. So we're just gonna chill out today. We'll talk about kind of books we're reading, TV we're watching, maybe any movies, uh, things we're looking forward to. Um, just. Pretty free form. I know Jimmy does have some questions he wants to ask us. Um, but yeah. other than that, I think we're kind of just diving around. I can even start, and I guess this will be an interesting thing to start with, in that I actually just watched Severance episode one today. Okay, Ooh. I'm proud yeah, of you. I figured that would get some some good reactions, but yeah, I really liked it. You should listen to the pitch town. Yeah, don't watch one more episode. Listen mm-hmm. to the pitch town. Okay, fair. Well, okay, real quick. Let's pretend this is a bitch a bitch town. <laughs> a a bitch bitch town. <laughs> Am I the what? bitch? Am I the bitch? You, you bitching? You just because, created a new segment. Man. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, we could make that new episodes. We were, we were <laughs> on shows. We were joking. Um, I, this is like a year or two ago, or whenever we thought of Pitch Town, we were saying Bitch Town would be whenever someone has something bad to say about a show. It's like our segment. But um, let's pretend it's a Pitch Town. Kyle, is this a binge immediately? Add to the list, or what's the deal for you? It's definitely a binge immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I like the um. And I'm not going to spoil anything because obviously not everyone who's listening to this has watched the TV show. But I like how mysterious it is in the beginning. And then they kind of quickly get to the point in the middle of the episode to clear some things up for you. And then it ends with like the actual huge overarching mystery a little bit. Um, and Adam Scott is just awesome. Yeah, pacing yep. of the first episode is so well done. Like you said, you just get yeah. you get thrown into the scenes where you're just like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then about thirty minutes later, if if not less than that, you're just gifted with the rewards of knowing what exactly is going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're confused in the beginning with the mystery, kind of a cold open, and then they they do immediately answer it in a good way too. It's like the the little video that you, they watch or you watch mm-hmm. the characters watch, and then the ending is like, "Okay, fuck, it's way bigger than we thought it was." Obviously, you're those... getting like a weird feeling from. Um, the characters a little bit but it's it's definitely ends in a way where it's like okay i just kind of want to crush the rest of this yeah it's basically like a super black mirror yeah, episode 100%. expanded into a series and kyle i don't know if you knew this but um so ben stiller's actually the ex- one of the executive producers on it it's cool but he thought of the idea of uh mark he thought of mark with adam scott in mind like he yeah, wrote that cool. character mm-hmm. With the idea that it was going to be him, uh, and I'm yes. pretty sure it's not a ten show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tyler said on the pitch town that Adam Scott was cast and no one else for a while, mm-hmm. and I think he would like call Ben Stiller and be like, "I'm thinking of this guy, or I'm thinking of this." They were they were working together, and our boy from the Magicians main character. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about it for sure. It, it was funny too when I was watching it. I was 
obviously it's Adam Scott. And I was thinking like, what is his name? It just would not come to me. And I was thinking Ben, but I knew it wasn't Ben. That's just who he is in Parks and Rec. And then I was like, okay, his last name's Scott. And I couldn't get Michael Scott out of my head. So I had thought that Steve Carell, not Ben Stiller, was the person who was the executive producer. So I was all over the place for like 40 minutes there. So I want to put at least some basic structure to this episode. I kind of split up things in three sections and you can just free ball it however you guys want to it was what you watched recently and finished what you're currently watching and then what you plan on watching so this severance kind of falls into what you're currently watching Kyle right and like White Lotus did you finish that I finished White Lotus yes so that's what you watched and what are your thoughts just in general because that's always yeah. been high on the list uh White Lotus uh, season one so I've not seen any of season two uh, I thought it was fantastic uh Asia and I watched it together we watched it pretty much in two days I guess it's only six episodes but um oh, okay. some amazing performances there is a very classic kyle character in it he's like <laughs> alice's dad from the magicians kind of a little bit um just like in that like lane of like quirky zany dad characters so immediately obviously he was my boy um I, I the way i would describe it is like it's almost like watching a car crash in slow motion it's like a really interesting fuse between like kind of like reality television but also like scripted drama but it's funny and there's like like you find out what like and right in the beginning, you find out what the mystery is, that there's going to be a mystery. And then the whole show is now leading up. Like you go back in to time the to the start. Yeah. yeah. And then you work up to the point of where the, the cold open was. Right. Right. And I thought it was fantastic. I'm excited to watch season two. Kathleen loves it. I'm probably going to be watching it with Steph. Kathleen was saying that it's something Steph would watch. And we all know that Steph doesn't watch much. So I'll be happy <laughs> to watch something with her. Yeah. I, I uh, pitched it to Darlene, my oldest sister, last night. Um, and she was like, that sounds right up my alley. It's just, like I said, it's it's like scripted reality. Well, reality television is scripted, but like scripted <laughs> yeah. drama, mystery, reality television. Okay. Sounds like your first pitch town. Yeah, I know, right? Could be. Could be, I guess. Yeah. And I was also, speaking of pitch towns, I was, I was also convincing her to watch Dark, too. So. Nice. Woo! 1899. Right, so what are you on watching soon? What is on your list? Uh, yeah, 1899. It's oh, <laughs> yep. not coming out, but I guess to change into something that um that is already out and not like an upcoming show, I would say Barry's kind of up there. Yeah, yep, um, yep, yep. Speaking at Jimmy's That's wedding a to a couple people, yeah, and they kind of convinced me um, that I had the wrong impression of Barry and that I should definitely watch it. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm tough though. I'm I'm such a momentum guy where like. Like it takes me a lot to like start something. And then if yeah, anything happens midway, like I'm falling off the wagon and it takes me so much to get back onto it. I am loving where I'm at in Wheel of Time right now. And I'm in book five, but I haven't read in probably a month and a half just because I stopped because of my wedding. And I just haven't been able to get back into a routine where I start again. And it's pissing me off. So I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. I want to hear yeah, what, else, what else you got going on because... Yeah, I'll take day. it. So right now I'm not currently watching anything. I'm about to start something, which is Vampire Academy. I want to follow along. Um, hey. Yeah. Give the shout out to Jason Diaz. We had no idea what the show was going to be. And apparently I haven't listened to the pod yet, but Paul, Brian and Kathleen enjoyed it. So that means I'm watching. I'm going to follow along with the pod. That's my next one. But I am very, very interested in Arcane with Luke's Pitchtown. Mm -hmm. so yeah, that yeah. will be an automatic binge if i like it because i just heard so many good things so i'm kind of going into that pitch town a little biased but we'll mm -hmm. see um but i am going to be starting uh my read of will of time again that's going to be my my big go-to so that's where i'm at right now um 1899 can't wait for that i just i don't even know i almost want to watch dark again to get ready for it but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> 
What have you finished recently? Anything like any, even, including movies, like anything can be on the board of. Oh, well, if we're going to talk about anything. I know, Luke, you'll enjoy me talking about this for a second. I mean, I, for the first time in it's been out for seven years, I just watched Interstellar. And I know oh, you've been talking God. to me about that wow. for a long time, all of you guys. And for whatever reason, I missed it. It just I just totally missed the boat on it. It wasn't one of those things where I didn't have any interest. It wasn't one of those things where I started and stopped it. I just never came across and you guys always told me to watch it. And I was on the plane ride home. It was on. There it was. And I was like, let's do it. And I freaking loved it. It was amazing. And I don't know why I wouldn't have loved it because mostly everything Christopher Nolan does it for me. And I actually was going to watch Tenet next, but I couldn't get subtitles on it. It was annoying me. So I skipped out on that and I'll try it another time. Tenet's but yeah, too. Interstellar was was really, really good. Top three movie of all time. Did you cry? I did not cry. Oh, um, wow. You yeah, didn't feel. I, I feel things, but I don't cry usually. Um, I was actually talking three, to though. Kathleen was actually time. just talking to me about this, too. And we're not going to do any spoilers here. But I was just saying, I don't think I've ever cried from a TV or movie. But Kathleen goes, well, you got close in the in the magicians. And I'm not going to say any other thing else. And I was like, wow, that, made me like, list, that, that messed me up. I, I get list, I get man. I've always been like I get those feels. But I don't like I don't shed. The tear doesn't I'll, come down. You I'll know? never forget my first time crying to like a TV show or movie was literally in the theaters for Spider-Man three. It's just so <laughs> random. But, like, just so random. Because it ending. sucked or no, it was just, it was good. Like the Sandman got to me. Oh I was just, yeah, I was I was emotional. I was like, this is the first well, time I've ever cried. I, we I know we know Paul it. cries because he did it on the pod for everyone to <laughs> oh, see. Yeah, Tony Stark, obviously, in Endgame. Yeah, that's, not, see, that's not a spoiler anymore. No, we all know no. that. See, like, I was in theaters, and I was like, dude, end of an era, and I was like, tears. There's no way that I'll ever give anybody shit for crying. We're a TV podcast. We 100% appreciate all of that. It's just that I haven't done it, but I do 100% get those feels. Speaking of movies and crying, have you ever seen Marley and Me? No, I have not. That's why I haven't cried. I don't watch things that are going to like, that I'm only watching to make me cry. Like <laughs> It's like, okay. once you get the one that breaks the, the yeah, the I break down, the seal. Yeah, once yeah. you break the seal, it's just game over. <laughs> game it's over. just so yeah. easy to do. Like, I've never seen Marley and me, and I don't think I could handle it. So oh, I'm just going to yeah. leave that on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. I actually I watched know. it recently. It was bad. I cried a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's funny. so good, though. Sometimes it takes place in Florida, dude. Oh, it doesn't uh, really? Is that does. is that Owen Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Jennifer Aniston, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know one you're talking about. And I I just heard it was a cry fest and I was I just didn't click that button. I wasn't ready for it. But it's like me with scary stuff. That's why I haven't seen any of the Flanagan shows. Yeah, yeah. You're missing you're fucking you up. You are there. missing out though. You're missing out on that. I'm yeah. missing out on crying. You're missing out on being scared. Dude. <laughs> you can't get to everything. You can't get to everything. All right, Paul or Dave, you want to grab it next? Um, I can go really quickly. Um, just because I haven't really seen any TV shows, but our house, me, Luke, uh, Alki and Chase, well, mainly me, Luke, and Alki, we like to watch a lot of movies. I would say, um, the one that I had watched recently with Alki was Swiss Army Man, which surprisingly mm. was actually a very good movie. It had a nice like comedic twist to like the theme of death. And I was just crack. It was like such an immature movie. Like he farts, and I'm just like cracking up. Like he gets a boner, I'm cracking up. Like hmm. it was just a very well done movie. That was, Radcliffe, right? That was like, like yes. to me, that felt yeah, like his first cool. like big movie that wasn't Harry Potter. I remember seeing the trailer for well, it way back in the day and be like, oh look, Harry Potter's not Harry Potter anymore. Well, that's why it was funny because you see the trailer and you're like, what the heck is Harry yeah. Potter doing? And again, it it is a what the heck you doing? But it got 
rave reviews. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul Dano's in it. He crushes it too, honestly. He's the man. He's the man. He he is the man. And for some reason, like, he is widely found attractive by a lot of women. Funnily enough, that's where I got, besides Family Guy, the Am I Ugly question that that you ask people because it's from Girl Next Door when he's in it when he's younger. (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember that movie. If you've seen that movie, if you haven't, please watch it. It's hilarious. But they're they're at a porn convention. So he tries to hit on hit on some chicks, and they keep on walking. And he just turns to his friend, and he goes, "Dude, am I ugly?" <laughs> and the, guy's like, the, the kid's like, "No, dude, you're fine. You're fine. Stop." <laughs> That's um, but yeah, finish the few of those movies. Obviously, um, I think we had mentioned this on the podcast that Luke, Alki, and I had also done Lord of the Rings. Um, Luke had separated himself a little bit from me in Rings of Power. I think he's on. Are you, where are you I'll at? Talk now? about that. But uh, I'm on episode. I finished episode extended two. edition. Four hours a piece. We watched these. Oh, yeah, we did juggernauts. The, amazing. Mm, did the, it's the only way to do it. it. Yeah, we had to give credit where credit was due and by watching it with the extended version. And honestly, couldn't tell you what the extended parts were, but it was still just a <laughs> treat to watch just four hours of content because those movies, rewatching them, I appreciate them so much more. Honestly, Agreed. I think they're some of the best fantasy movies, honestly, out there. Um, but the show that is on my list to watch next has got to be Midnight Club. Big That's fan of Mike Flanagan's stuff. I've been slacking on the TV shows. I've al- I always love just a nice quick one-shot show. So, Kyle, you've kind of sold me a little bit on White Lotus. And it's funny. I was pulling up the list of shows that I wanted to watch, and White Lotus was actually on there, which I didn't even know it was on there. But um, Midnight <laughs> Club probably is snuck definitely- it in or somebody snuck it in mm-hmm. on you. Possibly, but yeah, Midnight Club has got to be on the list first. I love That's my Mike Flanagan. You're gonna love it. You love all of the Flanagan oh, stuff. So yeah. every single one has been amazing. Like even Bly, Mid- uh, Midnight Mass. Those yeah. were two great ones too. But you're also yeah. in the middle of Stranger Things, which you've been slow burning like a month. I don't know what happened. I think season two. I did enjoy it, but it kind of it felt almost a little recycled. I've heard the resurgence comes around season three. Like, cause I feel like the the first two seasons, like everyone loves season one, and then the season two is where you kind of get the questions of people are either like, Oh, season two was incredible or it wasn't that good. And I'm feeling Dave, it's on that bottom side. Dave meets eight and he's like, I'm out, dude. Yeah, I, this doesn't make any sense. I'm out, which is like everybody else. So I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, it's also harder for me as a person to get into shows that are like five seasons when like everyone's art. Like I, I've go binge town TV, dude, you're a binger. Nah, I don't know. I am a binger. True. But <laughs> the, the one shot seasons are a lot this easier guy who for pounds. me. Who pounds five thousand episode animes in True. two seconds? <laughs> Watch really? rewatches Family Guy twenty seven seasons. Or <laughs> but he can't, on he can't see. He can't deal with five seasons of Stranger Things, man. True. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Nice. Um, I like it. Speaking yeah. of anime, I can jump in. Um, I'm Paul. For anybody listening who doesn't know my voice, and... hi, I'm Paul. Hi, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so. I didn't really finish anything recently, I guess, besides like Vampire Academy, which definitely, Jimmy, I'm excited to hear your thoughts and, you know, how it sets up for, you know, potential season two, because me, B-Toms and Ethleen were very hype about it. So uh, it'll be cool to see a uh, reaction from somebody who's not on the vampire part of Bingetown. That's yeah. how that series happened. I'm pretty sure somebody was like, oh, yeah, Luke, Brian and Paul, don't you guys like watch vampire shows um so we covered you watched it. And, watchmen recently didn't you that's co- relatively recently yeah that was a while ago um honestly the last time we did binge town i was in the middle of it and that was just crazy tv it was one of the coolest endings okay. and and like mm-hmm. twists There's so many twists that were so brilliant um 
and I don't really want to say more than that. It's just, it, it was a lot of what the fuck's going on up through like episode three, episode four. You still didn't really kind of understand. And then things were slowly coming together, at least for me, because I wasn't able to dissect it, but it was great. I'm currently watching Vinland Saga, which is, mm. you know, anime on Netflix. And Give Jimmy uh, the little synopsis of it. That's another yeah, one. Yeah, because I don't know uh, what. Sorry, yeah, I was just, I was cutting in real quick. I was just no, saying, no, no. I mean, Alki actually had been, Alki had introduced me to that, and I'm only like five episodes in, so I'm curious to hear where you're at, Paul, because I know you had mentioned that to me fairly recently that you were yeah, watching it. I think Remember I jumped you. Past, yeah, you probably jumped me. I think I was at six or seven. Yeah, I'm at 12 now. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I'm enjoying it. It's, um, uh, it's without giving too much away, just like <laughs> literally just like this boy's coming of age into like an insane warrior. Um, can't, yeah, can't it's, go wrong there, dude. I it's love all that. Vikings, and they're they're throwing names like uh, names of countries around like Wessex, and I'm like, all right, yeah. so we're okay. just kingdom. So just, there. Yeah, so there's literally names of those like North people Umbria. named like yeah in Fuck yeah uh, the last kingdom definitely are named people in okay uh, Inland Saga. So it's it's pretty entertaining, but you know it's like an anime, so everything's exaggerated. It's really <laughs> yeah. cool, loving it. Cool. Um, also, just started. For books, the uh, Malazan series by Steven Erickson. And I'm like, oh, okay, page, you're doing it. I'm proud of you. Page like 400. Um, and it's like the craziest fantasy I've read so far. I haven't read a lot. Um, I've only read, you know, the Cosmere, the first law series, and that sequel. And that's pretty much it for like the. I'm sorry, okay, you well, like you know, the that off right away. I almost like don't consider that. Yeah, that. <laughs> like man, have you? I mean, I loved it. Yeah, Harry I mean, Potter. I was gonna say Harry Potter. Too, no, but, but this guy never like... finished, right, Paul? You never finished, did you? Harry Potter? No, I never read. Yeah, oh, what, I got what a wuss, dude. I know. I got. Oh my God. What about what about Thrones? I can't remember. Did you read Thrones? No, and I was thinking about mm, you know do reading that, but only do it. it, but then you get upset. You should do it. It's more. so good. I was gonna say only if you know we got a, a conclusion to it, because Lord knows how long that's gonna be. And I don't. Well, I listen. see how miserable you guys are waiting for. Nah, the next dude, week. not miserable, bro. We just reread it a million times. Luke's definitely miserable. I'm salty. I, I'm pretty miserable, dude. <laughs> <He's more salty. laughs> well, let me just say, re- re-rate it again. You're good. Yeah, well, let me just say, Paul, he's 75 percent done. It's been going for 12 ish years. <laughs> so we got another probably yeah four ish, five ish years, and we got the next one, dude. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I got to experience the the pain of waiting. Oh, um, one thing I learned recently about Malazan, though, and get back to it, whatever you want to talk about, but the, it's so it's 10 books and. The first book. So, Jimmy, if you do you know much about Malazan? It's no, just, I don't. No, it's actually one of the considered like the greatest fantasy series ever. It's like the epitome really? of high fantasy. Steven wow. Erickson's the goat, apparently. Huh. Apparently, that's it's always he, been high um, on my list. Is he still active? Is he? Alive? Uh, I is think he... he is. He's a little bit. He's it's his because his whole universe in Malazan. There's all these side books that he works on with other creators that he lets touch. But the main ten book series. It was based on a D&D Dungeons and Dragons campaign that he started and then he just expanded it like, wow. all over the place. But Paul, what so he I was the dungeon say, master and like that was I, his story and he kind of just so. was like, I want to write this book. That's pretty sweet. It, they, they call it fantasy expert level where you start in the middle of a story and he doesn't give you any any like handholding. So that's mm. why it's a turn off to some people. But once it clicks, it's like the best thing ever, apparently. And okay. Paul, one of the things I learned was that um, 
in between, I think book one and two was like 10 years. And then he started being consistent. And people say like, it's an unbelievable jump in quality and thought out plot and just writing in general once you hit book two. So if you can get through book one and you like it, like you're going to love the series. He probably just created book one as like a feeler. He's like, let me just like see what people think of <laughs> yeah, this right? universe that I come I mean, up with. It's it's amazing, honestly. Like about page 300, 350 pieces started coming together for me. And to get there is, is quite a challenge. I mean, they have a dramatist persona, which is, I guess, the Latin for people list. And it has a list of like everybody in the book. And I counted and there's like 92 names um, in it. And it's just the first one. And they, they break it up into like different groups of people, maybe where regions are. But it's it's a lot. Um, it's a lot of paying attention and I definitely understand how people could struggle to get through it, but I mean, it's great. It's definitely like the coolest, like high fantasy that I, like I've come across, like people just wave their arms, become invisible. Like the magic system is really cool. They're, they're called Warrens and it's, there's different Warrens that you can get that leads to different magic systems. And, uh, I know so little about it, but mm-hmm. it's already so cool. So I, highly recommend it to everybody are you uh reading an audiobook or just reading um i'm doing both yeah so yeah i finally pulled trigger and bought the books because it, it definitely helps me i like to have the physical books too yeah it gets me through it quicker too and i fucking love it so love it then what i'm planning to watch is uh guillermo guillermo del toro's um cabinets of curiosities on netflix kyle mm. you raised your hand and that's interesting because that's like um, oh, yeah, it's oh, like I've, a horror series. I have no interest so. in it. I just uh, I feel like I, <laughs> I, I sent, I heard of it. <laughs> I I'd sent a TikTok I think into our group chat um about it that I don't think got any responses. So I don't have a TikTok, so I couldn't I couldn't help you out there. But I think you could still click the link, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I usually don't do that. So way to throw me under the bus, Jimmy. <laughs> um, but it it's basically you can still click the link, bro. It's basically like Midnight Mass, like when they just tell their ghost stories. It's it's Midnight Club, it, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Midnight Club. It's it's. I'm pretty sure like six individual stories, and they're just like little horror shorts. And I'm so you're saying he copies Flanagan? I think he copied. He watched <laughs> Midnight Club, and wrote he just quickly all wrote it yeah, and then filmed it, filmed and it, got yeah. it out in like a week or two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard that. Well, I think it's like he's more of like a. Not like a host, but like it's like people are making like their own things. Like he didn't make all of them. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I've seen I've seen a bunch of videos on TikTok about it now, like people ranking them and all this kind of stuff. And I'm pretty sure they're by just like a bunch of different people. Oh, that's nice. Cool. All right, cool. Luke, are you next, or did you yeah. go? Like, okay, I'll rip it. Um, yeah. So my, I'm gonna spend the most time talking about my what I watched recently. Uh, but watching currently, I'm because planning to watch you guys kind of nailed a bunch of the things that I was saying. So starting with like what I watched and finished recently, obviously Midnight Club and House of the Dragon, both mm-hmm, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I loved both of them. Uh, she Hulk, I watched, and I you did. I, I watched it all, and I kind of liked it. Um, okay, we didn't podcast on it because I me too. It would have gotten <laughs> ripped apart at that level, but yeah. just as a fun in the background kind of show that I just. It's a very interesting ending, Deadpool-esque, um, not to get yeah. too spoilery, but it was worth watching, in my opinion, because it's going to kind of matter, especially when it comes to Mark Ruffalo. So oh, you mentioned so. Deadpool, though. We hype about Deadpool. Yeah, you. right? Deadpool. Oh, yeah. I was loving, they had uh, Ryan Reynolds on, Jimmy Fallon, I think it was, and he was like, so what's it like to have Hugh Jackman finally, after all this time, to be you know, tag-teaming with Deadpool? You've been trying to get this forever, and Ryan Reynolds is like, you know what, man? In my old age, 
all I care about nowadays, I love being in the, this business, but I just want to work with people I love and people who are super experienced and who are great actors. He's like, huge Jackman or neither of those, but I love Logan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's the such man, a smack. He's the yeah. man. Um, definitely worth watching at least the summary footnotes because it's going to matter. Like it has some impact into Marvel. Like it's going to matter some things. So um, yeah, good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if we even want to talk about the ending because I don't know if we want to be spoilery or not. I don't know if any of you guys are going to watch. Are you like, or do you care about spoilers I've, or should we just Luke's put already- pass? Luke's already kind of filled me and Alki in at least on what the ending was. Okay, I didn't well, care too much about it. Well, my 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 whole thing is in the the shortest way possible of talking about it, Luke, do you think that it brings up any kind of problems with again, it's like another thing where it's like not loopholes and I know that they do with Kevbot. I love using Kevbot even though they have they have the robot and he's he says that I'm putting up my security again so this can never happen again where you control the show, but I mean you were okay with that where it was just like she it, controlled it. Was, it. <laughs> it was very, very weird. Like I said, Deadpool and her are going to interact on the big screen at some level eventually, and they're probably going to revisit this kind of these kind of things. Um, I don't yeah. know if I loved it, but I like that they rewrote where they were going to go. Yeah, I just think it's like a, I don't want to say troubling. I just think it's like there's just so many ways that they're writing into this universe. How you could just go backwards and change yeah. things anytime you freaking want, and it's. If they don't use it, then fine. But I feel like it's going to be used and it's going to be a problem. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, and so the one I really wanted to talk about, and I've kind of been slowly talking about to some of you guys off air. Um, but what I just finished or I'm I'm caught up now on is Apple TV show. It's called For All Mankind. Um, and I'll give mm-hmm. the quick little pitch here because it's a it's a three season. And I want to put in quotes like juggernaut show of Apple TV. You don't hear about it because <laughs> Apple TV, but it is one of the shows that's been there for a while. It's already in the production of season four, so it's still going. It's still getting views. Um, but what this show is for all mankind is just a revisionist history show about what would have happened in American history if the Soviets beat the United States to the moon in 1969 and then it does all and it plays out like what happens it's it's, it's a drama show mm-hmm, slow mm-hmm. Dr- uh slow burn a little bit which is why i don't recommend it to people and i wouldn't put it for the podcast but if you're into really well written well acted dramas this is a great one it's got it stars joel kinnaman who's from suicide squad yep. killing i think he's, he's yep. in a bunch of things he's the man everybody yep. loves joel kinnaman and then the co-star who he's married to in the show is chantelle vance van santen i don't know how to pronounce her last name but it's billy butcher's wife uh, let's go which is a pretty cool cast because she's great um and the last thing i'll say about it is that it's a show kind of similar to house of the dragon where it takes place over decades and Mm. but in this case they don't change actors and they just age them up so by the end like we're in the 90s and joel kinnaman's like grayed out and shit so it's like it's fun it's like it's a very like well thought out show and not one i usually pitch to people especially for our binge down audience but if you're into dramas definitely hit it up i think everybody will like it that sounds like a good pitch i know you talked to me about it before and it interested Mm -hmm. me definitely yeah. So for currently watching, I'll be quick here because I'm not watching anything super fun. Uh, Better Call Saul, I'm like casually watching mm-hmm, like towards mm-hmm. the back of season three. I'm liking it. Um, Gus finally showed up. So I'm liking it, but not super passionate about it. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. I'm about I'm on episode six. Like I haven't watched it yet. And I've picked up from the Internet that this is like the climax and it's just like the absolute peak. Like I'm expecting a huge battle next 
episode because I even remember when it aired and like how crazy social media was. So I'm really excited. I'm pretty much at the peak and I'm liking like Kyle Lord of the Rings a lot. Um, didn't think I would, but Rings of Power, is, it's been better than my expectations. Uh, yeah. You say anything on that? Yeah, Kyle? yeah. Episode six was really good. Honestly, I, I finished it and I was, okay. I guess I was generally okay with it. But again, I, it was, I watched it more of a show, probably almost maybe similar in the way you watch She-Hulk and that like it was on. And I was like paying attention and stuff, but like I think if we podcasted on it, I would have liked it a lot less. And I just, as one does when they finish TV shows and movies, you go on the internet a little bit just to see what people are saying. And I just had to stop reading yeah. all of the negative things because I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Oh, that kind of makes sense. So I was like, okay. Well, Rings of I Power suffered the issue of coming out like they said we have the biggest budget in all of TV show history. And so the hype for it was just through the roof. And when yeah. it didn't meet the expectations, people just lost it on the show. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's for us, I think we came in at a good time to watch it when the hype kind of died down and we weren't seeing it as much in our social yeah. media. So we mm-hmm, didn't have mm-hmm. to get like and biased opinions. We're not like hardcore fans. Yeah. yeah. So like I didn't know until after I watched and was online that they didn't like get the rights to like they only got the rights to like people like to like characters. So they just kind of like push them into their own story. That's not actually how anything happened. Mm-hmm. Like like Ellen. Oh, I'm sorry. I might be messing oh, his name up. No, Ellen Dill. Right. The dad from Numenor is like and and Ilsador are not like they do not are not alive at this time at all but they're wow, just since really? they got the rights to these characters they just had to put them in the story because why mm. would they waste the money on them yeah it's kind of a letdown a little yeah bit. well I, yeah I, I really liked when you were texting us kyle and your explanation or whatever is perfect of how you felt watching it because we talked about this a lot with wheel of time you know casual watchers who didn't really know the show or the books i'm sorry really really liked the show a lot of people who read the books, besides Luke, had had some issues, you know, and then you get you dive deeper in stuff and you because, you know, the books and you have this passion for it. And naturally, you're going to start picking at it. And it, it was a show that could be picked at, you know, and if you're just watching Lord of the Rings casually, I've heard plenty of people were like, yeah, it's good. Fine. Yeah. And there's like things I was watching where like, you know, a battle scene and something goofy happens and you just kind of shake your head like, okay, that's just like how TV goes sometimes. And it was, it was a decent amount of that. I would say the ending with like the actual, like not to spoil anything, but like it's called rings of power. So when we, they talk about the rings and the rings kind of become a little bit of thing I thought was a little confusing for me as well. But I mean, I will tune in to season two, Mm -hmm. I think for sure. Like it did enough to get me to that point, I would say. Um, More but again, yeah, I mean, than... I'm just kind of like my eyes are on the screen, but like I'm not really expecting some like insane level of television from it. What are you more hyped for? Rings of Power season two or Witcher season four? <laughs> four, yeah, because well, Rings of Power, I guess. Well, yeah, actually, you know what? This is totally something we, we, should, talk we, talk about. About we should talk about. Oh, it. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about we it really squeeze quick. This in. And Sandman yeah. too, probably. So obviously, the news came out that Henry Cavill is leaving The Witcher after season three. So we're having a season three with Henry Cavill come out, and I believe it comes out what? And not that long from now, it's like right? 20... Summer or is it is it is it soonish? Like not it's, like too far away, right? Yeah. So it should be it should be within the next couple of months. Like we should have a hard I, date. Christmas is uh the Witcher Blood Origin. Okay. Um, so well, that's that like hyped the for. show. So yeah, let's just get into it. I want to hear Paul's first because paul's the big witcher guy we're all big henry cavill men here so let's go let's hear what do you think 
I don't know. I mean, it's not going to be the same show at all. I mean, it's just unbelievable shoes to fill. Um, he was such a driving force between the hype and, and and the fans were just loving how much he loved the material. And when you love the material, it shows. Like when you love the role, it shows. I mean, not to say Liam is going to be bad, but I know it came out around the same time as um, him announcing that he will reprise his role as Superman. And I'm happy for him because he he said in an interview is excited to, or he was upset that he couldn't fully explain the Superman that he portrayed story. So he's he's happy that he can finally you know cap an end onto it. Um, I don't believe that's the reason he left. Um, I believe that he left because the writers just disrespected completely the, the yep. books and the source material. I mean, you saw season two wasn't even an adaptation. It was a completely new show and idea. Um, and there was even rumors, you know, the writers didn't even like the books and shows. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like Henry was so passionate about it and to see your dream just be ripped apart in front of you. I understand why he would want to leave. I mean, he was, he was even quoted saying, you know, I'm down for the seven season Witcher plan as long as we can continue telling great stories and respect Sapkowski's work. And I think he's no longer agrees that they're respecting Sapkowski's work. Mm-hmm. So that is the main narrative is that he left because of the writing differences. And if that's right. true, amazing. Command him. I'm in. But if it's because of the recent Superman news, mm-hmm. I am no longer a diehard Henry Cavill fan. And I mean that. Like with all due respect, not even as an yeah, like <laughs> I still like the guy, but he's no longer in my like top tier of like favorite people in Hollywood. That's and I I don't mean that as an overreaction. I genuinely mean that like that would right. be ridiculous that you would pick Superman, who's part of the absolutely fucked up DC universe, over Geralt. Why choose Superman, a role that you've done in the past that obviously isn't been getting the respect that it deserves from DC over a show that clearly Agreed. is beloved by its fan base and. So that's all I'm trying to say. But I think my main issue with it is that Liam Hemsworth is going to come in as Geralt. Like, to me, that sounds like they're not even going to address. No, you're not going to break the fourth wall. They're just going to. And that that immediately just ruins it for me. Like, you you ever watch Spartacus, dude? And did that work out for Spartacus? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a little different because he passed. It's going to work out for Wheel of Time. Yeah. With Matt. Um, Mm -hmm. But. Either way, I just think that if they had maybe done it in a way that it wasn't going to be Liam Hemsworth as Geralt, maybe if it was a second generation of like Geralt, like the kind kill of Geralt, um, yeah, like, like kill, kill, kill or... Geralt and then like maybe have Geralt like have a not a son necessarily, but someone he views as like another right, level the next of character kind of. And maybe that person becomes Liam Hemsworth, which I would have been fine with. But the fact that they're not even going to address the actor change in the show just makes me <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if they're shitting on the, the books and the video games, like the rumors are coming out, then yeah, why not just kill Geralt and put somebody else in as the Witcher? I mean, I, but you know, listen, I, I do think that you're right, Dave. It's going to mess with me to have whether it's, it could have been like my other favorite actor in the world jumping in as Geralt. It's still going to mess with me seeing the main character of a show just right through in the middle of a series switch and change mm-hmm. you know i mean they've done it before with different people we just talked about spartacus obviously wheel of time but most of the time when you see it it's either funnily addressed or it's not a main char- main main character like the main character mm-hmm. it's tough but you know you know henry cavill's like the coolest dude ever nerd wise like he's the coolest nerd and he's 
you know, I understand. Well, we're the coolest nerds, right? Kind of, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Henry Cowell would like us, right? But um, no, I just think that the Superman thing, he had a passion for it the same as he had Geralt. So maybe, you know, I don't know which one he had more of a passion for, but I commend him if he really does think that they were screwing it up and he mm-hmm. really had such a passion for Geralt that, yo, you screwed this up so bad, I'm out. Yeah. Selfishly, I wish he would just stick around. But, you know, as a fellow nerd, I totally understand. And I, I agree. Like, I'd rather him be Geralt than Superman 100 percent. I mean, I like that James Gunn is in now and he's probably going to fix the DCEU. And now it's not EU anymore. It's DCU. But, you know, I, I think that maybe that was a reason why Superman was coming back into the fold. But, you know, we'll see because, it, like you said, it, I mean, DC has pretty much been a dumpster fire, except a few of the TV shows, a few of the the movies. He was one of the, he was one of the lone bright spots of the universe, to be honest. Like he he's always been a consistent actor, and I think even in uh, Man of Steel, a movie that wasn't maybe widely as popular or you know widely known as one of his best roles, I guess, or I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But either way, like he was very passionate about it, and I think he did a very good job of a shit show um situation yeah superman is just hard he's hard to make interesting because he's like the goody two choose way too powerful kind of guy and honestly henry cavill is superman to me like don't recast him like when they were talking about recasting him just freaking bring henry cavill back there's no reason to recast henry cavill on anything especially Mm -hmm. superman where it's like he's the perfect looking guy like he's got he's got the abilities he's an he's a great actor he's got everything for superman so just keep the stories going try to fix it you could say the same exact thing about The Witcher with that. That's funny. With Geralt. Yeah, with yeah. Geralt. But that's his decision we need to, to leave. Yeah, we need to change the writers. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Right. See, yeah. because that's the thing. DC got James Gunn, changed yeah. the, the whole thing. Honestly, I'm, I'm happy for him, like you're saying. If he can, if Geralt was dead and there was no saving him, at least he can go, you know, save his Superman character. Yeah. yeah. That was a crazy moment. Same page about that. But that, that was, was a crazy moment when we I, found I out. At, I was at a freaking wedding, I think. I, wherever I was, I was busy. And I saw really quick on Twitter and I texted you guys. And for a second, I thought it was going to be one of those things where it was like a fake out. And I was like, oh, I got, I got, got. But then I saw you guys like confirming it, being like, oh my God, what the hell? Like, that's a yeah. crazy thing to just pop up out of nowhere with not really any kind of rumors that he was leaving at all. Right. When the news came out, we were all so mad. We it, were yeah. so mad. But now that the more news is slowly leaking out about what's actually going on, I'm less upset about it. Still very upset, but a little less so because, again, like you guys have been saying, Henry Cavill, I just want him to be happy. We were at a party and it just killed the vibe for like an hour. Everybody, (laughs) everyone. I'm talking like, well, what? To to be fair, we were also watching Penn State piss down their leg against Ohio State in the fourth quarter. So, (laughs) yeah, they gave up 28 points and I was like, well, I don't want to do anything now. Yep, 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 yep. And that was just the extra salt in the wound in that. Exactly. Yeah, that was tough. But also, I mean, not a silver lining, but it just does make me think that Game of Thrones fans continue to eat well. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's true. True. It really is. is. It's true. It's just, I mean, it's so hard to land a perfect show when it gets to that length, I guess. Let's let's talk about that, because that might be a perfect segue if we don't have anything else to say on the the Witcher-Henry Cavill thing. Let's Um, do it. So... In real time, what's the today's date? We're uh, November 9th. So like within the last week, it's been announced that all of the names of the actors that have been submitted to to the Emmys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Submitted to the Emmys for House of the Dragon nominations. Just I wanted to go through and I'll name everybody that got submitted in which categories. But I'm curious, 
Have any of you guys not looked up the complete list? Because we could turn this. I have not. I just know like the guessing game. I just know the main people won. (laughs) Okay. Much. I know what happens when people win. I don't have any type of interest in looking at it. Yeah. Right before the ceremony happens. Yeah. Okay, Paul, Kyle, you both haven't seen it. No, I have not seen it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll make this fun then, because I'm I'm excited to see what what you guys would say, because there are a couple of very shocking actors that were submitted from my perspective. All right. So to get Two things clear here. The Emmys have it split between actor and actresses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, because of uh, the non-binary actors on the show, well, being Emma, she falls into an actress um, category, I guess. I don't know if Emma signs off on that or not. I don't know how that works, but that's a spoiler. And I think you guys all would have guessed that, that the, yeah. lead, a- yeah. the lead actress that was pushed forward, it was Emma. And right. Emma might freaking win it. There was only one lead actor that was submitted for, and any guesses? Uh, I know. Okay, if you know, I, well, you know no, no, I don't know. know. I'm just saying, like, it better I'm, be I know Patty. I was just gonna say Patty. Yeah, Thoughts is that for Sarah? That's for yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. I was gonna say that anyway. Yeah. Just... No. I mean, I I feel like it has to be Patty because yeah. he just killed it. He really did, and then he got such a great. Yeah, yeah. metaphorical standing ovation when his character left screen and and he was done with the show clap 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 and you know he deserves it george r, r. martin saying that the show's viserys was way better than his viserys is just like such a compliment give him an uh, emmy dude that is the yeah. yeah yeah that is the biggest compliment you can get so yeah. you might as well just give him the emmy mm-hmm. um sorry for spoiling that paul I, the the real fun one is going to be the supporting actor and supporting actresses so let's do this where we're going to go through who you guys think was nominated or submitted to be nominated for supporting actors and there was one two three four five and you guys can say character names there are five of them this is only house of the dragon only house of the dragon so you guys give me the character names and if you get it right i'll say their actors names but we'll just let's 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 get a prize let me let me go first yeah just you get one guess matt smith (laughs) so matt smith as damon targaryen was submitted there's one of them he's a main actor he is an actor (laughs) um i'll say otto otto hightower who is reese iphens Mm-hmm. I want to say, uh, yes, he was nominated for supporting actor. Uh, Allison, supporting actor, guys. Oh, uh, totally <laughs> missed that. You want to uh, you want to skip for now? You and uh, you think or three more? Uh, we got three more, and two of honestly, all three of these are very surprise. Not surprising, but I I wouldn't have expected them to be nominated. Better not be Sir Kristen Cole. Sir Kristen Cole, Fabian Frankel has been yeah. nominated. No way. Actor. Well, he honestly, great for, great for yeah, him. He was good. I yeah, he fucking was good. hate his character. So, who great else job. we got? Um, more. The Sea Snake. Steve Toussaint, the goat. Corliss Valerian has been nominated for Best okay, Supporting okay, Actor, okay. which is wow, amazing. Okay. Now, now, come on, let's round this out with Larry with... Strong. Yes. Oh, I was, I, I was just gonna say, let's round this out with a W for our boy, Baby Monk. Man, come Matthew on. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Really, Larry Strong. How, did you know that, or how did you guess? I that? was gonna guess Laner because I'm that guy, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm surprised Laner was. I'm the SME that. baby. I guess he didn't really do much. No. You are the SME dude. That's so so that let's think. Larry Strong. He was fantastic too. Yeah, he was. I mean, yeah, definitely. But he didn't have like much screen time. Yes, he did. Yeah, he he did it towards the end. He became such a big player in the in the whole well, show. That's what I was trying to think. Like compared to Eamon, the screen time, he probably still has more, right? 
Yeah, Eamon, I, I think, will be there for season two. Yeah, but I, I definitely agree. wanted. Right. It's too early. I, agree. I definitely wanted our baby monk in there. He'll yeah, be me there. too. Yeah. Guaranteed, he'll be season two. Oh, yeah, it's season two. He that square jaw deserves it, man. I'll just hit vote like just a million times for him. Yeah. <laughs> so now actresses. Yeah. Okay. So actresses, and again, we have one, Paul? two, three, four, <laughs> five submitted. So Paul, you can start us off here. Uh, real quick before, sorry, I was muted. Um. Before we move past Reese Ifan's uh, Auto High Tower, did you guys know? And I know Kyle, you talked about it on the pod that he portrayed a character that we all love in another series. But did, did, you, did you talk about him in Harry Potter? Um, I brought did, it up. right? Yeah, yeah we, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about Harry Potter in like every episode. Uh, yeah, somehow. we did. Weirdly, well, I was only in the last two, but <laughs> wait, somehow wait, it got brought wait, up in like every episode. So is he two different characters? Because what what was he? What did you say he was? He was one of the um, Death Eaters or something like that. Wait, you're, oh, oh, what? No, he's he, um, he is uh, he's Luna's dad. Oh, okay. yeah, he's Xenophilius. Back yeah. to actresses, I will say Allison. Young or old? Old Allison. Yeah. So <laughs> Olivia Cook was nominated as Best Supporting Actress. There's one. Are we going back to which way the circle's going now? I think we'll just go with you, Jimmy, and then Kyle. All right, let's go with um, Millie. Millie Alcock, a.k.a. Young Rhaenyra, has been nominated yep. for Best okay. Supporting Actress. Is there one more? No, three more. There's five oh. each. Yeah. I'm going to guess Princess Rhaenyra. Or, uh, we just Rhaenyra. did that. Sorry. Um, what's her name? Rhaenyse. Rhaenyse, yes. Yeah, baby. Eve Best. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sorry. Why Rhaenys did I say Rhaenyra? Rhaenys. Sorry, Rhaenyse. Eve Best, let's go. Second best uh, on Team Black. Yeah, I really enjoyed her performance. Absolutely behind Damon. And there's two more. Two more characters were nominated, and one. If if you guys guess this, I'm thinking you're cheating. I'm gonna <laughs> say. One, I'm gonna say Queen cheating. Emma. No. Queen oh, Emma that would have been nominated. a good. That yeah. would have been a good random. Well, I'm just looking through the cast here. Now you're making me want to like pick sketchy people just to see if I can. Well, win. one's one's not sketchy, and one is sketchy. Okay. Well, is. Emily Carey, not one. Yes, Emily Carey okay. is another one. Young Alice. Was was oh, okay. I, I assumed well, when you said old that it wasn't. Yeah, right. Well, when too. you when when you asked Paul Young or old, I thought it was either or, and it was yeah. one was going to be wrong. So okay. So how much do we have? One more, two more. So we got the one that I if when it's I wrote if down, it's fucking Sonia, whatever who plays Sonia Mizuna. What? The <laughs> that's crazy. Hell no, that's crazy. No, it's no, no, Missaria, who is the uh, the uh, chick with the accent who can't talk. Yeah, I actually it's funny that we brought her up because there I. I don't know how I fell into this hole on Twitter, but it was like House of the Dragon tweets and just like a lot of them were like mentioning her terrible accent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. all over the place. Yeah, that's wild. That's like, I can't believe they have that many. She's not going to win it. She better. Not. No. Well, I mean, but they it, have it, that many. It's like, it's crazy. There's been Marvel movies and certain franchises where you're just throwing people in and they definitely don't deserve it, but they're just so mainstream that they're getting their name put in to, to lose pretty much. But yeah. I'm not saying these, these actors don't deserve it. I think she's a, a you know, a sketchy choices because I don't even, I wouldn't even consider that like much of a supporting actress. She's like su supporting, yeah. supporting. Yeah. I was saying <laughs> yeah, like, she's the level below supporting that. adjacent. Even yeah, just like right. off the top of my head. Like, I, I mean, I just, I just watched white Lotus. Like Alexander Daddario was so much better as like a supporting character in that show. than fucking then. Uh, yeah. So you want to, well, I mean, yeah, I just, I just, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure how many people get nominated total. Well, it's submitted to be nominated. It's submitted. I don't That's know what the, the process yeah. is. It's oh. not like they're chosen. Yeah, they're not the chosen ones. They're <laughs> Matt Smith better. Matt Smith better clean. Okay. 
All right. Well, then I, cause I thought you were, they, they were well, all and there's also, the award 100%. I was like, that seems like too much from one show. And th- there's literally also politics with it. Obviously, you guys would know. Like, people would, they slide actors into other categories just so they, they might win. Like, Matt Smith's definitely the main, a main actor. He's not a supporting actor, I wouldn't say. You know, like, Say the same thing about Olivia Cook as as Queen Allison. She could almost right, right. So, actress. but but you can put you can get a W for Patty and a W for Matt Smith because it's at, it's it's main actor and supporting actor. You know that's just how they try to do it. But what is it? How do you even determine a main actor? Is it like a percentage of screen time? Like how do you even determine that? Like because what you're saying is exactly true. Like you might Allison... self submit. So like yeah, and it's, you... it's who your competition is. So like you could say. Is is Matt Smith the best supporting actor in the category? I, I'm going to assume that he is like, yeah, but if you put him into lead actor, it's going to be way. I mean, I'm pretty you're, sure you're like better. at certain times, uh, Peter Dinklage was put in as supporting, even though he could have been easily a main. Yeah. And I think he might have won a supporting. Don't quote me on that. But I feel like yeah, too, actually, I mean, they're definitely I feel like just trying to give deservedly Patty his flowers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I could easily is- see Matt Smith being getting lead for season as as, two. Yeah. As long as they do it for shows that I like, then I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I hope they have, I, I hope they have Adam Scott in there, man. So yeah. to end out this segment, I want everybody to guess, or if you were going to pick an award for any of the either lead actor, lead actresses, supporting actors, supporting actresses of the people I named, like who is the most deserving? Is everyone going to say Matt Smith is supporting actor? To me, is just Matt Smith. I think his performance for me personally was just the best by far. Nah, give me Patty. It's Patty's up there, but I so just you're saying who would who out of that would you rather win anything or who's most likely, I guess, to win in their uh, well, category? Oh, I think Patty. I think Patty will will, will be up there. Um. I think Matt Smith is more likely to win, but I think that Patty should win Maine. Mm-hmm. I think they all deserve, like a lot of them deserve it, but I'm, I think that Patty was getting way more applause than some of the other actors and actresses in general. And he seems like he could be a front runner over any the category with all the actors from all the shows. The mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean, Emma, only Emma him was, was amazing. So maybe, yeah, I would say. But only uh, him hey. and Matt Damon, uh, Matt Damon, Jesus, <laughs> only him <laughs> Matt and Matt, from Thor, him, him, Matt Smith, and then Otto were the only ones that are like actually in, and and Kristen are like right. the ones who were in. I feel like the fact that there is Millie and Emma, and what Amelia, I might be fucking her name up, Amelia and uh, Olivia, yeah. Emily. Emily rather, Emily. Um, like I feel like they play against each other almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That being said, yeah. that being said, I still think. Old Allison uh, has a j- big, big chance of pulling in Best Supporting Actress. That's I would, I would, I would agree with that. Best Supporting Actress, mm-hmm, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think Olivia Cook is the best. Where is duty? <laughs> Where is sacrifice? Don't get biased, bro. All right, Jimmy, let's take it home with uh, yeah. whatever we got. So I, I, this isn't really um, going to be anything that I want to go long. I'm going to put a cap on it so we don't go long here. I'm going over that cap. Dude, I'm, I got a timer and everything, yeah, bro. Yeah, no cap. So Fuck your timer. No cap. <laughs> so here we go. We have on the Benchtown TV YouTube channel, our community channel, we have the top eight shows of 2022, and we have people voting. And I'm not going to tell you guys any of the winners or anything. And I'm not going to have you guys do any bracket. We can do that at another time if we want. And we actually do have in the works maybe uh, its own podcast with mm-hmm. another special guest. If anyone liked the Severance episode, Team Money might hey. be back. So, 
Um, we have Severance, Ozark, Better Call Saul, The Boys, House of the Dragon, The Bear, Rings of Power, and Barry. So this is what I want from you guys. Right now, we're in the finals. I'm not telling you guys who's in the finals, but what I want is you to tell me out of those eight, what's your favorite, why, and that's it. Just roll it out, maybe a minute or so. And if somebody says what you're going to say, which, listen, we all know we could talk about House of the Dragon. <laughs> Start going to runner-up so we could talk a little bit okay. about some of the other shows if you want. Name those what do you eight, do? Yeah, let's name those eight one more time for me. Yeah, sure, name. sure. Severance, Ozark, Better Call Saul, The Boys, House of the Dragon, The Bear, Rings of Power, and Barry. What do you do? Go. I'm going to take The Bear because someone's going to talk about House of the Dragon. Um, Good. I'm glad you could because Kathleen isn't here to defend it because it's got it's got a lot of good reviews. I love the bear. Yeah, yeah. The bear was legitimately fantastic. I I haven't seen it. Like every episode, the finale is amazing. Um, Jeremy Jeremy Allen White maybe is his name. Um, Lip from Shameless is probably a better way that more people will know him. He was legit amazing. Like I think he. I don't know if he. I don't know what the deal is with like shorter shows like that. I don't know, but he should get nominated. I think for an Emmy in the best or main uh, leading actor category. I think he might, man. He's got a lot yeah. of backing. Yeah. The finale of that show. King Viserys? No. Come on. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> come, on, come, on, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'll sit the throne today. Um, <laughs> but it just the finale episode. He has a monologue in it that was like blew me away when I watched it. Like almost like emotional. Like it's crazy because it's so hard sometimes when you see like an actor that you know. And it's like, okay, that's the actor's name, but they're playing a character. But him, it was, he was so good. It's like, that's Carmi. And I feel like that's hard sometimes for people that are such famous, well-known actors. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, the bear was fucking awesome. Episode seven, two was crazy. They shot it in one take, which is nuts. It's just a continuous take, no edits. It's just, it was a great show. Love it. All right. so, wait, wait, hold on. So you said the bear is your favorite of those. Well, besides he's, I'm guessing besides Ask the Dragon. And yeah, I'm assuming someone's going to take we it. Just yeah, all assume all of us. Are but you, you, okay, so we're going to speak on our favorite or what runner up, but then also you're saying guess who's the final two? Was that part of? Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. If you want to do that, yeah. I'm too involved with the YouTube. I know the answer, so okay, okay. I won't say. All right, I'm going to go because I don't want someone stealing it. It is easily Severance for me. Oh, uh, easily after. After the goat, house the boys the is there too, dude. Yeah, wait, what the fuck? Oh, that's so. Ch- no, if we're talking, is it? We're talking season three, though, right? Yeah, of twenty twenty two. So you uh, have to talk about, yeah. Just talk Severance. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Severance. It's actually okay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the boys in there. Looks so like because I want to talk. about I the rescind boys. the the easily part of that, but I'll go with uh, Severance. I just when Luke introduced me to that show, I watched the first episode and I just couldn't get enough of it. I, it's one of those things where I, I watched it and. It kept me up at night, and especially <laughs> the ending still keeps me up at night. Um, All hot and bothered. That's my one-minute spiel. Just amazing show. <laughs> Good. Love it. Go ahead, Paul. Um, I'll take Barry, um, even though it's cheating a little bit. Because I haven't seen all of season four, uh, I've only seen uh, the first two episodes. But I mean, you're gonna say the first two episodes are better than every other show that's on this list? Well, no, I'm not. But everybody you just want to have some? Okay, all right, fine. fine. Yeah, if I if I had to yeah. actually say it, well, I know I, I was gonna leave that because I figured okay. uh, somebody else would. I mean, I'll what? fucking talk about the boys too. But under sixty seconds, Paul, you're not doing it. <laughs> no ho, Hank, the supporting actor in. Barry is one of my favorite characters of all time. He's absolutely fucking hysterical, but also 
Bill Hader is unbelievable. Like the emotions that he shows, like ups and downs is incredible. And it's just a fun ride. And they're like 20 some minute episodes that you can just breeze through them. They're, it's, I love Barry. Barry's a great show. And Luke, do, do you think that Barry made it to the finals? Just curious. Oh, I want to say no. I don't think he did. If I had to guess who made it to the finals, I don't know what the bracket was set up like, but I'm going to say like the boys and Severance. I'm going to go. You know with, what? I lied. The boys and Better Call Saul. I'm going to go with House of the Dragon and Better Call Saul was a good underdog pick, Paul. Like I feel like there's going to be one that surprises us that has like a large audience that's going to catch us by surprise. But I'm going to go with um, the boys. I'll go with the boys and House of the Dragon. I will take the low-hanging fruit of House of the Dragon because I fucking loved it. I was the one on the podcast that said episode 10 was the best. So in my opinion, it is currently peaking and will be peaking until season two for two years. And I also am on record saying that I think season one of House of the Dragon is better than season one of Game of Thrones. I was obsessed with this show. I've watched every single episode probably three times. Podcasting on it was amazing. It's just the actors, the Targaryen family, the world building, the lore. It's all so freaking perfect. And I'm going to give another shout out to Olivia Cook. She's the hottest. <laughs> all right, Paul, jump back in with, with the boys for us. Uh, yeah, so realistically, I was going to say The Boys, but I figured somebody else was going to talk about it. The Boys is so unbelievable. It, that show, I was so ready to watch week to week more than House of the Dragon. I know we all watched the finale together for House of the Dragon. That was sweet. But The Boys season three, incredible how they set the season up and how they finished it and set it up for season four. I'm thinking, you know, oh, we're talking about, you know, King Viserys, how he's probably going to win lead. And I'm like, fuck, Anthony Starr. He has to go up against him, and I don't know if he can beat him. He is unbelievable. I, we say every episode, he can snap at like the flip of the switch, and he is uh, just mind-boggling. He is completely changed how I look at best actors and, and what I look for now. So he, it's just incredible show, and that's not even to mention all supporting. Even, I mean, not even supporting Jack Quaid, unbelievable as Huey, name my cat after him. Starlight is incredible. <laughs> There's so many good characters. Unbelievable yeah. writing. Tony Starr should win Best Leading Actor. He's on my Mount Rushmore of actors' mm -hmm, performances mm -hmm. of all time. And Jensen Ackles in season three, who people know from Supernatural, deserves to be submitted for uh, supporting actor. He, yeah. was, great he was pound year. for pound one of the best characters I've ever seen on TV. We First had, of all, we had I a don't fun have time. <laughs> we had a fun time on Binstown TV covering these shows, man. Yeah. I really... I'm wondering and I'm and I'm hoping for us and for everyone that Tony Starr starts getting some like big time movie deals too, because why would you not cast him? I know that he's gonna Marvel's be busy a be lot, but foaming at the mouth to get him in their universe, I bet. Imagine yeah, well, imagine he leaves Homelander role wait, to be actually, Geralt. That would be hilarious. <laughs> weren't there rumors that he actually was there was rumors, but there I don't know if they, I think they, I don't know what know. happened with them. I think it well, there, was nothing was released. I mean, people, I know that there was like a fan thing that he was going to be Wolverine. And then Tony Starr said, I'm the same age as Hugh almost. And, you know, that's why he left. So what's the point and stuff like that. But all right. So let's um, let's give you guys the answer here. So the answer was the boys versus House of the Dragon. So funnily enough, let me tell you guys how I set this up, because I, I was purposely testing, said that those two would be. I was testing our audience here because I honestly I didn't really know. And. I wanted to see if it was going to turn into House of the Dragon versus Ring Rings of Power at some point. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that was going to end up being in the semifinals. And 
Barry beat the shit out of Rings of Power. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so I was proud For of our audience. audience. That is actually even more surprising. Yes, because it's a fan the fantasy yeah. genre. So um Severance did very well. Severance went against the boys and it didn't do well against the boys, but it, it, it did pretty good at beat Ozark. Um the bear he had they had House of the Dragon, so it's tough. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean it, it was a fun little eight eight TV show bracket. We could definitely do that. Tyler, he might be coming back on the pod to talk about his favorite shows of 2022. He might have some curveballs to throw at us, and he probably will, to be honest. And mm-hmm. and to be completely transparent, I haven't seen the, the latest seasons of Better Call Saul or Ozark, so I'm going to have to jump on that before because I know Tyler's going to make sure that they're talked about. Those are so, two shows I identify with you, too, which is kind of funny. Yeah, and I, and for whatever reason, I, I guess because of the pod, like because I'm watching certain shows because of the pod, I just haven't gotten a chance to watch Ozark. And it's funny because I saw Better Call Saul on my Netflix, and I was like, someone's watching it. He's watching it. And also saw Austin Powers on my uh, oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was hammered. I got like an hour and a half deep into that one. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Which one? It was actually, uh, the, I think the it was number two. Mystery- oh, was it Spy You Shagged Me? Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was but- number two. Yeah, man. Can't go wrong. Gotta get his mojo back. Yeah. Oh, well, then it's definitely awesome powers, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We don't have the full Midnight Club podcast group on here, but I want to get this question answered. We probably won't have another chance to answer it. So we have the four Flanagan shows that just were released in the last four years, five years. We have Midnight Mass, Midnight Club, Haunting of Hill House, and Haunting of Bly Manor. I want you guys to quickly give me your rankings. You can give any quick reasons why if you want. What do you do? Go. All right, to start it off, no surprise to anybody, S-tier of shows, not Flanagan shows, shows in general, Haunting of Hill House is number one. It's one of the best single-season limited series shows I've ever seen in my life. Don't need to say much more about it. We almost bring it up on every podcast. Yep. Um, And then Tear Gap, at the top of an A-tier show, I have Midnight Club, which is probably the hot take of these four. Um, I was really into it. I thought the stories that they tell within it are fantastic and the reused actors are always going to be a hit with me they're all amazing and right under midnight club still in the a tier i have bly manor which i thought ended fantastically it almost saved the whole show for me and actually really really made me enjoy it especially with not to spoil anything one of our haunting of hill house characters making a an appearance a nice alum appearance oh hell yeah and then another tier gap and then we're gonna say a b tier show which i'm the lowest on is midnight mass and what i'll say about this show is the ride was amazing and the actor for father paul is slipping my mind hamish link later hamish link later is gives one of the best performances of any show i've seen recently mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. with that being said the writing for me fell completely apart at the end and i had too many plot holes that i i still enjoyed it and did not regret podcasting on it in any way and i love flanagan but that's the weakest of the four for me all right love it paul hit it uh same hell house atop clearly then i'm going to go bly manor and then <sighs> It's really tough because I want to say Midnight Club, but the the lingering sensation of a second season mm-hmm. and not having everything answered after like the 10 episodes is really killing me right now. So I am actually going to put Midnight Mass third because like Luke said, the ride was so fun. Hamish was incredible um, and the story was just wild. And then I want to put Midnight Club four just because it's got Ooh. way too many open ends. It's got way too many open ends for me right now. 
Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to reiterate both of what you guys said and just kind of flip flop a little bit on certain things. So my take would be Haunting of Hill House, Luke reiterating 100% what you said, one of the top five, top 10 shows of all time, not just Flanagan, all time for the, for shows, amazing performances, ma- amazing story, amazing spookiness. Let's go. Then I'm going to go, this is where I'm going to reiterate Paul a little bit here, where I have Bly next. And I really want to do a rewatch of Bly before I, I sit back and cement that in as number two. But for now, the reason why I'm going two for Bly and three for Midnight Club is what Paul said, his reasoning. And that reasoning is the open-endedness, the fact that season two is coming, hopefully, but we don't even know. And that's the problem. You're A lot of people watch the show not realizing there's a season two that's planned. And that really kind of screwed up the ending for a lot of people. And we don't even know if it's definitely going to get greenlit. So just the fact that that's sitting there, bad taste in my mouth, makes me put that at three. And four is going to be Midnight Mass. Just like Luke said, I really did enjoy it. I had a lot of fun podcasting on it. It was good. Zach Guilford, you know, there's there's plenty. Rahul Kohli, Hamish Linklater, like we, he's one of the best of, of any actor in any of Flanagan's shows. Yep. But you know, just I agree with Luke with what Luke said about the ending of Midnight Mass. It's still a Flanagan show, so it's still a great show, but it's number four out of the out of the four we just listed. And can we just do a quick guess of Kathleen's? Yeah, let's do a guess. Kathleen, what do you She's think? She's gonna listen back to this and kill me, but no, nah, I think I got it. S tier is gonna be for her Haunting of Hill House and then Bly Manor is still up in that S for her for sure. Like that is right yeah. there. Right. And then she's gonna do a tier gap into um Midnight Mass. Actually, I, I think no. she goes club. I think she is. I don't know. I feel club. like she's she she might have a tier two tier gaps in between those two, and then do Midnight Club and Midnight Mass back to back, like way lower. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think that she definitely has will have the tier gap, and I think it could be a crapshoot whether she chooses. But I do think she goes club then then Mass. All right, so that wraps up our first ever. Uh, what do we what do we even want to call these? They're not town halls because we they feel like we're reserving town halls for like when we want to argue about things. Yeah. So Pat Minis, Patreon, Pat Minis, Patreon, the Pat Minis, the low key kickbacks. Um. So, yeah, that's pools, it. I mean, I was just kind of chilling. the poolside hangout. <laughs> Ridiculously. OK, well, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. Um. Yeah. First, probably not the last. Um, it's fun. I mean, obviously we, we went a little longer, I think than we had originally planned to. That's what happens when we get together and, and chat about shit that we like. State um, of the if, union. If you like, okay, let me, okay, we'll figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you heard and you want to hear more and you want to listen to us cover any of the shows that we've talked about that we cover on this episode, uh, you're going to want to subscribe to us on whatever you're watching or listening on. Uh, you can follow us on all social medias at Bingetown TV. And we have a website, BingetownTV.com. Pat Minis, as Dave said, is a, is a reference to our Patreon. We do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Bingetown TV, if you're feeling extra super generous. And we have actually a decent amount of these types of episodes on our Patreon. If you want to go back and hear what we've been kind of chatting about throughout this year, last year, a little bit as well, um, they're all there for your access. Uh, and that's all I got. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.